0: can't find the words, and I can barely breathe, I'm falling I can't find the word. That the world can't erase There ain't a single day I let go to waste I got that good new smile on my face I got that Beat, beat, beat beating in my heart I got, I got that gospel good. song right
1: Morning and welcome to One C. Would you please rise for our first song?
2: Make a count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name. An empty world can sell his empty dreams I got lost in the light if it was up to me to make a name the world remembers but Jesus is the
1: be seated. Good morning to all of you. Glad that you're here to continue to celebrate Easter. And I know you're thinking, well, wasn't that two weeks ago? Yes. But Easter is not a day. It is life. It is what has brought us life and gives us victory. And it is like nothing that this world can offer. So I hope you're holding on to that and keep celebrating what he did for you and for me. I uh, want to welcome everyone here. Glad that you're with us in worship, whether in the house or online. Glad that you are here and uh, like to get to know you somehow. So if you're a guest, especially, uh, there's a couple ways in which you can do it. If you're on Facebook Live, just put something in the comment section. We'll get to know you that way. If you uh, would like to stop at Next Steps, if you're in the house, you can do that following the service. You can even type 1C Guest to 94000. That would get us uh, connected with you. Uh, Please do that if you would. Uh, Digital bulletin. If I can have that up there, you're going to see the QR code. And what that will do is allow you to get a bulletin that you can have on your phone or smart device, whatever you have. And that will have things like uh, uh, sermon notes, uh, prayer. If you'd like to use that portal to get prayers in for the service, that's great. Um, other activities that are going on in the life of the church. So if you scan that, that's cool. If you want a hard copy, we have some of those actually by the table. That's, that works as well. And if you also are in the house and you would like to know some of the things, like how do you submit a prayer, um, what about communion, what, what do we believe here, and how do you take communion, uh, you could look at the cards that are in front of you in the chair backs, and that will get you connected. Also, a couple quick announcements voters meeting today, about 1215-ish. Would love for everyone to just just be there. It would be really cool. Uh, somebody joked about the fact that we should probably just lock the doors and don't let you out. That's not our style. But if you can, please stay because we're going to talk about mission and ministry and life together. And, and if you're part of 1C, this family would love for you to Lean in on this with prayer and conversation as we start thinking about what's going to happen in the future. So, today, 1215, love for you to be a part of that. Also, this Thursday is the National Day of Prayer, May 5th, 6.30 p.m., Frankfurt Square. Prayer is one of the best gifts God has given us. Can you imagine a a group of people from... Different churches, different backgrounds, maybe people you know or maybe people you don't know, praying about this world, our country, um, our state, our community, um, all the things that are going on. It, you know, it, it is a beautiful, beautiful moment. So if you uh, can, this Thursday, 6.30, downtown, we'd love for you to be a part of that as well. Also, uh, if you didn't get this on the way in, you might get this on the way out. There's a little handout that says Youth Fundraiser. Eight different opportunities for you to eat. How many of you have eaten within the last day or so? It's something that happens. So if you'd like to support our youth and eat, you can look at the dates, the places, the locations, and these funds are going to help our young people that are making their way to a youth gathering this summer. So take a look at this, if you would, and please, please be a part of it. Also, June 12th, Sidewalk prophets are coming back, and they're going to be right here at 1C. I don't know how many of you had a chance to come to the uh, when they were here last. We actually filled this, this whole room. There were over 600 people. It was incredible. Great opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus, to be lifted up and maybe encouraged in your faith life. But it can also serve as a great opportunity to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus, with family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, classmates, you name it. Uh, maybe you've always wondered, well, how can I kind of tell them about how good Jesus is? Well, a concert like this, they share the message very, very well. So, think about bringing somebody and celebrating. Go to the church website, you'll see how to get tickets and how to come and be a part of that. I think that's it. So, let's worship and celebrate God's grace.
4: Don't worry.
5: Boys and girls, come on up front. It is time for the kids' message. Yeah, make your way on up front. Find a seat on the floor. We are going to have some fun with some bubbles this morning. Do you like blowing bubbles? Raise your hand if you like blowing bubbles. Yeah, I like to blow bubbles too. We've got some adults that like to blow bubbles. Good. All right. Well, I've got some bubble juice and a bubble wand here that's got some nice circles in it. There we go. These are nice round bubbles. You know what? I love when life is like this too. Nice and round and smooth and peaceful. Don't you? Yeah, but you know what? Life isn't always like that. Sometimes life has points and it's sharp and it can feel hurtful. What shape is that? A star. Yeah, it's not round and smooth. And peaceful is it? I don't like it when life's like that. No, when it's sharp and pointy, you have to worry about getting hurt. So I'm kind of worried about blowing some bubbles with the star because I don't want you to get, get hurt by the points of it. So be really careful. You think it'll just turn into a circle? But this is not a circle. It's going to, I don't know. I'm kind of worried. Let's see kind of worried i won't be able to blow a bubble (laughs) wait (gasps) you've tried that it's no matter what shape you tried it blew a circle that's wild i'm gonna try that again because this should be a star (laughs) it is it's a round smooth bubble so it doesn't matter what shape this if is. is it pointed or round and smooth? I don't have to worry about it. It'll always be a round, smooth bubble. Is that what you're telling me? Uh-huh. That's amazing. You know what? We could say the same thing about Jesus. Yeah, that Jesus is always loving. He's always with us. He's, he's peaceful. He cares for us. No matter if life feels pointed and sharp and jagged, Or if it feels smooth and round and peaceful, that Jesus is always with us. And you know what? Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 tells us. This is what it says. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Isn't that amazing? That we don't have to worry about what's going on in life around us. Whether it feels really smooth and peaceful, or if life feels kind of sharp and pointy and hurtful, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So his promises are always there for us. His love is always there, and he is always with us. And we can count on that. Will you pray with me? We'll fold our hands, bow our heads, and you can repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for always being with us always loving us and always being true help us to not worry but to trust and rest in you amen all right boys and girls you can head on back to your seats and think about that next time you blow bubbles that Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever
2: If I'd only known the last time would be the last time would have put off all the things I had to do would have stayed a little longer Held on a little tighter know what I'd give for one more day with you Cause there's a wound they tell me that it's going to heal with time. But I know you're in a place where all your wounds have been erased. Knowing yours are healed is healing mine. The only scars in heaven won't be long. There'll be no such thing as broken And all the old will be made new And the thought that makes me smile now Even as the tears fall down Is that the only scars in heaven Are on the hands that hold you now Scars along the way Now you're standing in the sun You fought, your fight and your race is run The pain is all a million miles away The only scars are gray. The only scars in heaven, yeah, are on the hands that hold you. Know. Not a day goes by that I don't see you, you live on in know all the better parts of me. Till I'm standing with you in the sun, I'll fight this fight and this race I'll run, until I finally see what you can see. Oh. Scars of on the hands of Lord, you know.
1: As we continue now with the celebration of the Lord's Supper, one of the things the scriptures tell us to do is we should examine ourselves. And uh, one thing that we've been doing recently is giving all of us an opportunity to profess what we believe, what we profess about our sinfulness, what we profess about the grace and forgiveness that comes from Jesus, what we profess about what's in this meal, and also professing our faith that we're going to live faithfully for him. So if I could have that up on the screen, let's share this together out loud. Together, I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. I resolve to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord in his body, the church, by regular group worship, cheerful giving, thankful living, and sharing the gospel with others. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. As we continue now with the distribution of the Lord's Supper, if you have those individual communion sets, uh, feel free during the next song to receive those elements, believing Jesus is present in that meal and your sins are forgiven. And if you're going to come forward for continuous communion, just a reminder as you do so uh, if you desire to have gluten free or grape juice, please let the server know. May this time be a reminder that these are the gifts of God. For the people of God. Amen.
3: Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Because shame's done all it's stealing. Desperate for some healing Let me tell you about my Jesus
1: well, He
4: makes a way where there ain't no way He rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can't save Let me tell you about my Jesus
1: Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for mission, for ministry, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen.
6: Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Father, we thank you that your son made a way for us to come to you and he came to change our life. A prayer for my daughter and grandson for guidance and peace to rebuild and reunite them again. God, please walk with Jane as she continues her chemo treatments. A prayer of thanks for our children and the work in their lives, Lord, that you are doing. Speak to them and may they seek you for guidance and direction. Thank you. Prayers for positivity and happiness. Guide me in a sober journey. Prayers for John and Bobby in their battle with cancer. Prayers for strength as my friend is fighting cancer and that the continued help of chemo be with her through her treatments and also with her friends and family as she goes through this time. A prayer Father God that you strengthen Nancy and reduce the side effects of the chemo as she continues to Work and be strong, Father. Pour out your blessings and healing upon her and be with her and Jim and bless them and help them and care for them through this time. A prayer, Lord, that you be with my grandparents as grandpa fights cancer and help free him from his pain. A prayer, Lord, that you watch over Dwayne Crackle as he was taken to the hospital last night again for heart troubles. Prayers for my brother that his radiation and chemo treatments will have minimal side effects. Prayers for Michelle as she recovers from ankle surgery. Prayers for Jim and Sylvia who are in a car accident and prayers for Sylvia as she's in the hospital. Prayers for Stacy that she continues to heal from knee surgery. Continued prayers for Tom, he'll be released from the hospital this week after his car accident has a long recovery before him help him to heal quickly father we just thank you for all these prayers here spoken this morning and the ones that you know that are on our hearts help us to come to you and lay them at your feet trusting you that you will take care of them because you care for us me as we say the Lord's prayer that he taught us our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name
1: I think it was a week ago, maybe a little bit more, uh, my brother put something on Facebook um, about a recollection. And I think he, his version of the story is a little different than mine, but kind of similar. Uh, it goes back to Easter morning. And one of the rules for the Thielen family is you cannot come and look for the basket until after the Easter bunny comes. And what we would do in order to know when the Easter Bunny would come is we would put a plate down there and there would be some carrots on there. And what we would do is we would come down the stairs and we would crack the door open just a little bit and we would see if there was a bite taken out of the carrot. We were worried we would bump into the Easter Bunny and then all of a sudden the Easter Bunny would take away all the candy and we wouldn't get it. So we were worried about that. But my brother said it a little differently. He talked about how that, I think he said, I was afraid of the Easter bunny. Let the record be straight. I was not afraid. I just wanted my candy, right? Do you ever ha- how many of you have ever had a worry? Okay, I just want to make sure I'm kind of connecting to, to the same group. I'm going to tell you a story. This happened last night. Some of you may understand what pillow talk is. But it's at the end of the night, Krista and I, um, we, we, we pray together. And then we're just there kind of sitting, talking. And she, she got a little quiet and she said something like, do you mind if I ask you something? And guys, when that happens, isn't there almost a fight-flight syndrome? Like, I don't know if I want to open this up. But I did. I said, okay, what's up? What's on your mind? She said, I'm just wondering what would happen if uh, you would die young, wow. And it was on her mind. And she knows I'm, I was going to bring it up today. Um, and so we had a really good conversation. We both know. I mean, we, we've talked about this before. If one of us were, were to die before the other, we would know two things in particular. Number, number one, that person would be in heaven. And what a glorious place to be. And number two, God would take care of the other person. We just know that. And yet, humanly speaking, we kind of wrestle with stuff like that. And maybe it becomes worry. Now, on the level of the, quote, Easter bunny versus leaving a spouse behind, there's no comparison, right? One is definitely bigger than the other. So what I did in order to understand worry, I did what every good human being does is Google, all right? And so I Googled worry, top 10 things to worry about. Did you know that there are over 6 billion results regarding worry? It's a big topic in our world today. 6 billion results. And here's just some of them. Um, Okay, work, money, being late, (laughs) being late, Um, health, Ours or others, relationships, news of war, political unrest, economic uncertainty, aging parent, next doctor appointment, kids, retirement. Uh, The list goes on and on and on and on. And the amazing thing about the list of worry, statistics will also say that 80% of what we worry about, we have zero control over. Talking about waste of time, and I'll just say I'm chief of sinners. I let all sorts of things kind of run through my mind. And sometimes if you're on Facebook, you will see what I call PT's ponderings. And if you look at the time, sometimes it's like 2.30 in the morning. Because I let worry get the most of me. So, you've heard it already. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it every week. What we think about God will dramatically affect how we look at life and also live life. Let me say it again. I want this to sink in. What we think about God will dramatically affect how we look about life and look on life and also how we live our life. That's why as you could see you know on the environmental walls you know the theme that we're gonna follow for the next couple weeks is this idea of God is. Because yes, what we think about God our faith and trust in who he is will dramatically affect how we live our life. Now, last week we talked about God is merciful. Isn't that, a, isn't that the truth? We come off Easter and we start this series and we're looking at a very important truth. The Bible says all our sinners all deserve death. But God decides because of Easter, because of Jesus, I'm going to give you life, not death. That's mercy. Well, today we look at another character of God, something that is so important, something that is life-changing, something that will move us from today to t- till tomorrow until eternity. And it's this idea that God is trustworthy, worthy of our trust. And once we get a grasp of this and when God gives us a faith to believe in this, we can live without trust worry. And what a glorious truth to be able to hold on to. Uh, Another quote that I found in my research for the sermon is this, what we worry about the most often reveals where we trust God the least. Let me say that again, let that sink in, because it's pretty true in my life, and I would imagine in yours. What we worry about the most often reveals where we trust God the least. And once in a while I get a glimpse of that, and my heart just breaks about those moments where I don't trust God and I need him more than ever before. You know, Jesus touches on this many different times in his teaching. Matthew chapter 6, he touches on this. He says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And what would you answer to that? No. And if I could paraphrase this in Jim Thielen version, I think what Jesus says is this. Stop worrying and start trusting. Don't waste your life. Another uh, quote that I found in preparation for the sermon, it comes from Corey Ten Boom. Some of you heard me quote her before. Her storyline is she lived uh, around the whole Nazi Germany uh, thing. And she was, um, her family, they were harboring Jews so that they would not be arrested and taken to concentration camps and then killed. They got caught. She was actually then put into a concentration camp. Her conditions and the things that she could worry about would be great. But yet here's her quote worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow it empties today of its strength and I think about that in the moments where I'm kinda being knocked down and I'm struggling so today we're gonna ask the question that's very important is God trustworthy and you and me there might be times that we're ready to say you bet he is trustworthy, never has disappointed me. I can, I can lean on him anytime. But then there's also times when our human condition kind of rises up and it's like, I'm not so sure. I went through this or that, and I didn't see him. As uh, we look at the book of Psalms, some of you heard me say this, maybe you've heard it before, The book of Psalms is a great example of mankind's condition, like what do we go through in life, and God's solution. In all 150 chapters of the book of Psalms, there's this rhythm of, here's the condition of humanity, but here's the solution. And I'm going to share with you the solution in a minute, but I want to share with you an example of what the psalmist is saying is the condition. This is uh, Psalm 62, verses 3 and 4. This is before we get to the solution. The psalmist says, How long will all of you attack a man to batter him? Like a leaning wall, a tottering fence, they only plan to thrust him down from his high position. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths but inwardly curse. Now this is just one of the many psalms where the condition of humanity is not so good. But then we find, in verses 7 and 8, these words. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. So once again, that little quote. What you believe about God will dramatically affect how you look on life and how you live life. The psalmist is identifying, yes, there's been really tough times going on here. But then he says, my God is my refuge. And I believe it changes one's life. And I believe that once we start getting that perspective, we're going to change the punctuation mark from God is trustworthy with a question mark, like God is trustworthy, to God is trustworthy with an exclamation mark. It is going to be something that we are certain of, something that we will put our hope in, something that we know that will never disappoint us. It will always be a truth. God is trustworthy. And I believe three vantage points or three perspectives will cultivate more of that exclamation mark attitude than the question mark. And some of these, again, as we look at it, we look at people in the past, and how did they do it? And so the very first perspective I believe God wants us to have is that God has been faithful before. God has been faithful before. I want to bring you to the book of Exodus, chapter 13. And we have uh, Moses talking to the people saying, remember this day. This is when God is going to rescue them from Egypt, from Pharaoh, and all that. Remember this day in which you departed from Egypt, from the house of slavery, for by a powerful hand the Lord brought you out from this place. What are they supposed to remember? Now we look back and we kind of see the story. Jewish people, even today, especially Orthodox Jewish people, they, they take so much time to remember the past. And they will sit around the table and they will say, do you remember when God did this and God did that? And I could just picture them going through the list. Do you remember when God's chosen people were crying out to the Lord to be rescued from Pharaoh in Egypt? Do you remember when God heard those cries and responded by sending Moses? Do you remember when Moses went to Pharaoh, the most powerful person on the face of the earth, and said, let my people go? Do you remember how one plague after another, until you got to the tenth plague, Then when finally Pharaoh says, okay, you get out of here. Do you remember the time when they came up to the Red Sea and the army was chasing after them? God opened the Red Sea? Do you remember the time when they were thirsty or they were hungry? Do you remember? I think it would do us really well for us to take some time to ponder God's faithfulness in the past. Go through the list. Think about when God showed up for you and brought you through something, big or little, and just remember those moments. I believe it will help cultivate that perspective that will have that exclamation mark. God is trustworthy okay so that's the first perspective second one is to believe and to know with with all certainty god is faithful today and here we have the story we have joshua speaking here they're getting close to uh going into this promised land he says only do not rebel against the lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them their protection is gone But the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. The spies, remember? They sent spies into this promised land. The spies come back. And they were like, there's giants there. For us to be able to go into this land, can we really do it? And they were really wrestling with it. And yet Joshua said, the Lord is with us. I put down a a quote. I was kind of wrestling with, how do I capture this? And I want you to listen to these words. Our success is not based on the size of the opposition, but rather on the presence of God in our lives. Hold on to that. Our success is not based on the size of our opposition, but on the presence of the Lord in our lives. And I pray God would give you the faith and me the faith in any moment when all of a sudden there's giants all around us and you can call the giant cancer, you can call the giant financial distress, you can call the giant relationship struggles, you can call the giant fear of the uncertainty. Whatever worry that you might have and how big it seems, it will pale in comparison to the presence of the Lord in your life. So again, if you want to have that that exclamation mark, remember the past. Remember God is faithful in the present. And then thirdly, God will be faithful tomorrow. God only knows faithfulness. God only knows to be trustworthy. That's in his character. That's in his DNA. That's who he is. It's who he was, is, and always will be. Numbers chapter 13, going back to that account again. The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. So here he is making a promise about the future. He says, I'm giving you this land. You may not see it now. You may not know what it's like. But I've always been faithful. So what I say, you can hold on to be absolutely truth. And then they found that to be true as they got into this land. Beautiful, beautiful story. But it's a story God holds out for you and me. So we could look at the past and we could say, yes, God, you have been faithful. Thank you. We can look in the present moment. We could say, okay, God, yes, you gave us a roof over our head. You give us food on the table. Uh, I mean, all the ways in which he presently blesses us. But we also have this image and this picture of something that is yet to come. One that I hope spurs you on. One that I hope, like when you have a conversation like Kristen and I did last night, that we just kind of say, wow, this is a truth. It's going to help me live with this idea that God is trustworthy, exclamation point. This comes from Revelation chapter 21. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who who was seated on the throne, said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. I hope you know this to be true. I hope you know the God of the universe, powerful enough to make the heavens and the earth, yet personal enough to know exactly what you need, is already working in your life. He has been already and he's doing it now, and he will do it in the future. It's like what Isaiah said in Isaiah 46. I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you, and I will carry you. I will sustain you, and I will rescue you. Past, present, future. I want to tell you one more quick story. Some of you know parts of the story, but I'm going to I'm going to call the story Two Weeks Matters, Two Weeks Matters. Um, My mom, Joanne, she's up in heaven. Um, She was a, I don't even, I mean, what's the best word? She could do anything. She would put her mind to something, she would make it happen, didn't matter. Well, then she got sick. And, you know, she ended up near the end just being like 72 pounds, soaking wet. Not much left. The doctor said this. If she gets gets a cold, she's not going to make it. She's just that fragile health-wise. So I'm at my office about three miles down the road, and I get the phone call. Mom's not feeling well, not doing well. And I felt a sense of urgency, so I jump in the car, and I'm driving fast, and I get the attention of the Hales Corners Police Department. And they're following me all the way to our house. And my parents lived in the mother-in-law suite, and uh, we were caring for them and and just loving each other. So I remember telling the police, I don't have time for you. That's probably not a good thing, but they understood. I make my way in, and I see my mom just struggling for breath. So I picked her up in my arms, put her in the back seat of the car. And we make our way over, and I can't remember if I asked Kristen to call the siblings, you know, my brothers and uh, sister, and and tell them what's going on. And so as my dad were racing down there with my mom, they all got there about the same time, and we go into the ER and they're evaluating her, and um, I'm just remembering what the doctor said. She's not gonna make it gonna make it. So it was that moment, if you've been in in a moment where life is hanging in the balance and the doctor says, what do you want to do? And the doctor says, she's got a strong heart, she doesn't have cancer. I think we should intubate her. What do you think? And everyone in the room, we're all saying, yes, mom, let's do this yes, Mom, let's do this. And I'm sitting there going like, no. So then the moment came, because my mom and I are like this. She looks at me with her big blue eyes. She says, Jim, what should I do? I had the battle inside. I'm looking at my siblings and my dad, and they're all like, let's do it. And I'm like, no. Mom, you should just go home and we'll meet you up in heaven. I did not believe that God was trustworthy in that moment. I was fearing more of man than I was fearing and having an awesome view of God. So I just said, yep, sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. So we all stepped out. They intubated her. She coded four times or more. And then... um, for two weeks she lay in a bed and every time I'd see her I'm like two weeks later we're all in the room I finally got to that place where I believe God's trustworthy and I go up to her and I whisper mom go home It's okay. I'll take care of Dad. We'll meet you up in heaven. Everything will be fine. And honestly, I believe it was 30 seconds, maybe it was a minute. She took her last breath. It matters what we think about God. He is not far removed. He is present. He is right Think about what the disciples were feeling. John chapter 14, beautiful scripture, right? The whole beginning of John chapter 14. The um, disciples, just the chapter before Jesus is telling them, I'm not gonna be with you much longer. And he walks into this crowd and he can read their hearts like no one else. And he knew they were struggling. So he says these words, do not let your hearts be troubled Trust in God, trust also in me. My prayer for you and for me is as we take our journey in life, that we would pause, remember, reflect the God who's been faithful in the past, the God who's faithful right now, and the God who only knows faithfulness in the future. And if you're sitting here today and you're wrestling with that and you're not certain about it and you need to be reminded of that, reach out to somebody give me a call, reach out on Facebook, because it matters. It matters a lot. My prayer is God would give us the faith to stand strong, to stand firm, and to be bold in God's faithfulness for us. Amen. I'd like to invite you to please stand and I'd like to share with you the blessing, and then we're going to sing about the blessing too. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
3: children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you
4: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: peace and serve the Lord.